God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. With all your heart, soul. Okay, let's give it a shot. Ah! I love you, God! All right, we did it. Good job, everyone. All right. <laughs> so we're good. We're done. That's it. All right. Let's pack up our stuff. I got things to do. All right. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's easy to kind of say to love the Lord your God with your heart and with your soul and your mind. But it's a different matter actually doing it. We hear this from Jesus in the gospel today. We see this scene. It's pretty typical at this point. We've heard it in the gospels these past couple weeks. The Pharisees constantly grilling Jesus, trying to catch him on uh, a question, get him to slip up, maybe blaspheme or speak against the law. So here we have one of the scholars, a, wi- a real wise guy, saying, okay, what are, what's the most important command, Jesus? And Jesus, knowing, of course, that they're trying to slip him up, he puts forth this dual, this double command, um, first and foremost, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then secondarily, but also simultaneously, at the same time, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And it's interesting because the Lord asks us to love him with not, uh, I don't know, what your appendix, your fingernails, and your earlobes. I mean, he's asking us to love him with our entire being, our heart, our soul, and our mind. That's everything. And it's a lot to ask. So I think it's worth kind of going over in what ways we can love the Lord First and foremost, with our heart. We're very emotional beings. We feel. And we can't really control the fact that we feel. It's what we do with our emotions that matter. Oftentimes, we can place our emotions in different areas, different places, different things that either come and go or deteriorate over time. And it's easy, it's very easy temptation to kind of push the Lord away. Maybe every once in a while letting him in during extreme uh, instances of sorrow or, or grief or frustration. But oftentimes we, just on a habitual level, just kind of leave the Lord out of the matters of our heart. But we really, to love the Lord, we first and foremost have to accept his love. We have to receive the love of God. We have to know how to be loved, to receive him into our hearts, especially when we're experiencing emotions, um, whether they be joyful or sorrowful, in anguish or um, in in happiness, to allow the Lord to enter into our hearts and to dwell there, to be the constant um, person we go to, when we are um, struggling with things, when we are uh, by ourselves feeling the innermost um, depths of our emotions in our hearts. So first and foremost, to allow ourselves to be loved and to welcome the Lord into our hearts. Only by doing so can we truly love the Lord with our heart. So we got our hearts, we got our emotions, allowing the Lord in, um, and allowing the Lord to transform our emotions and direct them towards him and towards uh, others, which assists us in loving our neighbor. Secondarily, to love the Lord with our soul. And it's easy to think of our soul as kind of this abstract thing. Like, it's like we're, we're in a robot. Our soul's piloting us like a robot. That's how I used to think of it. <laughs> like um, something detached or like this, this inner uh, reality that we're not aware of. But we are, in fact, both body and soul together. We are both um, simultaneously. That makes up who we are. So to give ourselves completely, to love the Lord with our soul, requires that we act spiritually. We, we um, work spiritually towards coming to know the Lord and grow in our relationship with him. So this, of course, requires prayer. 
Um, and more so than just coming to Mass. Of course, we, we lift ourselves up in prayer and Mass, of course. Like, that's the source and summit of our faith is in the Eucharist. But to do more so than just coming to Mass and then going home and leaving God at the foot of the altar. Because he is always with us and he always desires that conversation with us to allow him into our lives. To, so to make that commitment to prayer, even if it's just a couple minutes a day in silence, just allowing the Lord to speak to us, maybe bringing any kind of frustrations we're having with the Lord or telling him about our day, just spending a little bit of time with the Lord in silence. And then, of course, also in the sacraments, in, um, going to Mass, like I said, obviously, but also uh, receiving uh, the sacrament of confession, when, when we, not only when we, we are mortally wounded by sin, but also just um, when we desire to, to grow in our knowledge of ourselves and desire to, to better ourselves every day, to receive that grace and that love of the Lord. So that's the second part, is in, in lifting ourselves up spiritually in prayer and receiving the gifts of the church and the sacraments. In doing so, we love the Lord with all our soul. And finally, with our mind, to love the Lord with all our mind. And this one can be really difficult, especially nowadays. We're almost just over-flooded, overwhelmed with how much information we receive. Just glancing on uh, a web page, Facebook, Instagram, or the news, we're, we're just overshadowed by all this information, this stimulus. Just like, listen to this, this is important, this is what's real, this is what's not. And it's really easy for our emotions to be manipulated, going back to that matter of the heart, for us to be manipulated into thinking this or that, and to lose sight of what is true. Fortunately, the Lord has revealed himself to us in Scripture, first and foremost in the prophets, but then secondarily, and most importantly, coming to a head in the revelation of Jesus, showing us who the Father is. And then the church upholding that truth, exploring that truth, understanding it, unpacking it over the many years to help us understand the truth, have this foundation of what is true and what is not. So that when it comes time, when we hear in the media, when we hear in news, people speaking contrary to the truth, we can always go back to that and be able to point to this and say, this is what I believe. So that at Mass, at this very Mass, when I proclaim what I believe in the creed, I mean it, and I believe it, and I give myself wholeheartedly in my mind to the Lord. And this is what it means to love the Lord fully with our mind. So we have those three in loving the Lord, and those all come in service simultaneously in how we love our neighbor. I think it's often easy to overlook the reality that the Lord is actually calling us to something very difficult as well in loving our neighbor as ourselves. Not because he's asking us to love our neighbor, but he's asking us first and foremost to love ourselves. We need to know how to love ourselves before we can love anyone else. The first person we truly know, the first person we are fully aware of is ourselves. That's self-identity. And it's so important to allow ourselves to love ourselves as well. Not in the way of being selfish and desiring only what I desire, only what I want. Not in um, being you know, self-centered but in desiring what is best for me and truly loving myself um, and desiring that good, the ultimate good of the Lord in my life. And only by realizing that, by realizing that identity in Christ, and being a beloved son or daughter of Christ, being made in the image and likeness of Christ, only having that firm foundation of knowing myself and loving myself, am I truly able to treat others as I would like to be able, like to be treated. And in doing so, in loving our, knowing how to love ourselves, knowing what's best for ourselves, and desiring to love the Lord and to give our entire selves to the Lord, um, we can ultimately go out and love others. No matter where they are in their situation in life, whether or not they agree with us, however they look, whatever situation they are in their life, whatever language they speak, we see the Lord, we see the dignity in each and every individual, and we are able to love them 
as they deserve to be loved. Now, unfortunately, we're not perfect. We can't perfectly love the Lord on our own. We even need help with that, but that's okay. We're always growing and journeying and trying to understand each other and the Lord in our lives, and that's perfectly okay. The Lord is ever patient and ever merciful. So I think today it's worth looking in what ways the Lord is calling me to love him more, to love myself and to love my neighbor, by looking at in what ways my mind, my soul, and my heart are directed towards him and towards each other. Amen.